Hello from the other side. I thought we fought a million times. I don't know all the words. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. How are you guys doing? Welcome back to Watch What Happened Then. It's your host, Jen. Happy Thursday. We're at the end of the week. One more day. One more day till that Friday. Hope everyone's having a really good week. Um, hopefully it's been productive, relaxing, joyful, whatever. Um, I went to the dermatologist for my like annual skin checkup. Nothing, you know, everything went well, thank God. But if you're listening to this and you haven't done it or you're putting it off, this is your sign. Just make an appointment with your dermatologist. It's going to be awkward. You're going to be sitting there naked as they check each mole on your body. And yeah, it's awkward and it's horrible. And you're trying to make small talk while it's happening. You know, how's your life? What's new, etc. Meanwhile, you're just out there like a freaking frog on an examination table with a bright light looking at every flaw, every hair on your body, but it's worth it. So I say, just do it. My friend and I were joking. Um, she's Katie, if you're listening, <laughs> she's so funny. She always says like, you know, when you go to these sorts of appointments, like you, you know, you have to take off your clothes and then every woman, <laughs> I don't know about men, but every woman like bundles their clothes and like hides it in the corner on the chair like hoping that their underwear is not showing or whatever, their bra or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like you're being examined like every inch of your body, literally. So it just made me laugh as I looked at my like clothes bundled up in the corner. Anyway, enough about that. Um, I'm still watching Patty Stanger. Crazy unhinged, as the kids say, episodes. It's such good TV. I'm thinking about having a friend on here and we can discuss um, the two seasons that are on Netflix because there's just so much material there, and it is such great early like reality TV. Um, okay, but enough of that. I'm sorry, I'm doing these like smacking noises when I listen back. I'm like, what is that? Like, am I chewing gum? No. So I apologize. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning here. Um, today we're recapping the Real Housewives of New Jersey season one what episode are we on? I think season of episode nine or, or so. And it's the reunion reunion. I tried to do like I started recapping the last supper, but it was really just recapping what happened at the dinner. And it was just a little bit more in depth, but I started and it was just so like, uh, not much there because it was everything that we'd already seen. So I nixed that I scratched it um, and just moved on right to the finale. This is part one. So we open up on the set and it's one of the most like heinous sets that we've ever seen besides the recent Salt Lake City set, which was like chaotic, like an acid trip with like Bahamas and shipwrecked and then the snow. And it was admittedly like horrific. And even I think Jeff Lewis brought it up to Andy on a Watch What Happened Lives episode. And Andy's like, yeah, like it wasn't our best. It wasn't our best. No, it was your, it was, I think it was second worst because this New Jersey set was heinous. So they're in this huge warehouse and Andy says that they're in a, uh, an undisclosed location in the warehouse jurisdiction or something by the railroad tracks where like, close to where the ladies live. He's usually like, we're in the Beverly Center, we're in Rockefeller, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> train station. He usually always says like where they are, but for New Jersey, it was so strange the way they started. It's just a huge warehouse. There's nothing in there except for two white leather couches, 
a black and white checkered floor, but like huge tile. And then there's like, I don't know, 15 chandeliers hanging from this huge ceiling. And each chandelier is a different color. It's like blue, pink, hot pink. Like they look like they were spray painted from like with something from Lowe's, uh, black, white. And then the walls are this like Robin egg blue. And then on the white leather couches, there's these throw pillows that are black and white, like the, the floor, whatever kind of looking thing, the floor, Florida, you know, that thing that's like popular in Louisiana, by the way, I found Lane Curtin's previous interviews about her cuff designs. Oh God. They're on my Instagram unhinged. Okay. So we come onto the ladies and we're, we see that Jacqueline and Teresa are both pregnant. Um, everyone's wearing like kind of normal things. Teresa, or obviously Jacqueline's pregnant. She's like due in a week. So she's wearing like a kind of flowy maternity shirt and, and leggings and some like sandals, which I appreciate. And then Caroline's wearing, um, a choice. She's wearing hot pink, like a hot pink dress that you'd wear to like your eighth grade confirmation. And she, the, the dress has like a black belt around it, hot pink with a black belt, like patent leather bow. And it's clashing significantly with her red hair. Uh, I don't think they had stylists this first season. So Teresa and Danielle are on one couch and then Caroline, Dina and Teresa are on another. And we start off with Diane, uh, Diana. I, I like dictated my notes this time. So it says Diana, <laughs> not Dina. Diana showed a picture of herself from 17 and she had like big lips and big brown hair, like big, big hair. And then, um, Everyone is writing in and saying that New Jersey is one of the most believable Housewives franchise. Even the New York Times does an article about it. And right off the bat, they start talking about The Last Supper. Now, this is something that in like the newer seasons, I think they would have left this, like the juiciest part of the season to the last of the reunion. So he really like milk us for all we're worth. Like part two, part three, part four, and we'd finally get to like the big explosive part. But they started right off the bat with The Last Supper. And all the ladies are talking about it. And Dina's like, you had the opportunity. Like we would have respected if you wanted to speak about the book, but we don't think that you did it at the right place. And Caroline's saying, oh, well, Teresa and Joe gave you an olive branch and a peace offering with everything that happened between the two of you, which what happened? Danielle called Joe out for calling the dance instructor gay. Like what happened between the two of them? I don't think there was anything huge there, but whatever. Caroline's like, basically, Danielle took a dump on this olive branch that Teresa and Joe were extending to them. And Caroline says, which I think it's kind of disingenuous. Oh, well, if you wanted to talk about the book, you could have just contacted all of us and said, hey, I want to talk about the book. And we would have met you and heard you out. Oh, bullshit, Caroline. No, you wouldn't have. And Danielle says, and guys, I'm on Danielle's side during this reunion, which is shocking because, you know, I've been crapping on her all season. And Danielle says, I don't, I don't think that's true. And Jacqueline told me that you guys would not have met, met with me. And Jacqueline's kind of like, oh, I don't really remember. She starts talking and Caroline just keeps talking over Jacqueline. Like I never, she never would say that because that's not true. Common theme throughout this reunion. Um, so they kind of go over like, they, they really don't even go into it that much. I think in part two, Andy's going to ask Danielle some hard questions, but they kind of just say it wasn't, the, it wasn't the time of the place. It wasn't the time of the place. Um, and then let's see. Oh, there was a commercial for that Argyle movie. And I saw Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules did like a promotion for it. Is she in the movie? It doesn't look like it. 
I don't know. I'm not going to watch that movie. I have to be honest with you. It's based off a book. I, I, I just that Taylor Swift's cat or the kind of cat that she has is in it. I, I don't know. Just not that interested. Um, so a lot of the fans submitted questions to bravotv.com asking if anyone else in the world says bubbies or why do they say bubbies? And Andy says like, does anyone else besides y'all say bubbies? Where's Andy from? I thought he was from New York, but I don't think that people from New York say y'all. Anyway, we just watch a bunch of clips about the girls talking about their bubbies. And Danielle's talking about, um, or Andy says, you spoke in your blog about how you don't have a plastic surgeon. And the last thing that you got was your breast done 10 years ago. And she confirms that. And she said that like her left, left breast is encapsulated and how painful that is. Um, and she says that she may have lost her breasts. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. She may be stretching the truth. I don't know. And then someone wrote in and asked why Dina's husband doesn't show up on TV, but she said that he's working all the time and also he doesn't want to be on the show. And also he then allegedly planned attacks to take down her and her new husband years later. So they're talking to, um, Andy's talking to Teresa about um, like how she met Joe, Joe Judice, her husband. And basically Teresa says that Joe Judice is father was at the hospital when Teresa was born so they've known each other since forever and I guess they kind of like would play house with each other but Teresa's mom told her not to go for Joe because he was like a bad boy but basically whenever Teresa called Joe he would drop whatever girl he was with to go out with her and like treated her like a princess so I mean it's kind of sweet I guess except we know what happens at the end and then Teresa gets crap from a, a viewer who says that it's like, you know, not that she's grossed out by other people's homes, but not everyone has the opportunity or like is as fortunate enough to live in new homes. And Teresa does say, listen, I'm just talking from my experience. And that's how I feel good for her for not backing down. I guess she doesn't apologize. And then Teresa's like her vocabulary, as we all know, is so like, I don't know. It's, it's, she starts saying like the clean, cleanly cleansiness or something. She doesn't know how to say cleanse cleansiness. Am I saying that right? I don't even know, but she's saying that some people don't wash their floor once a day. They only do it every two weeks. Um, I can't remember the last time I washed my floor, dude. And then I noticed that um, Caroline just loves to talk over everyone. Like when Jacqueline's asked a question, Caroline answers. When Dina's asked a question, Caroline answers. It's like she's trying to protect the family from something. And I don't think I realized that so much in the first like the first watch that I ever watched this, but Caroline's definitely trying to trying to direct and and control the narr- the narrative of her family, which is something I did not really realize the first time I watched this, or you know, and I was kind of new to all of this. So apparently, other housewives watch New Jersey, and Jill Zarin wrote in her blog that Jill wishes that she could show Teresa a crystal ball of what the future will be like when you indulge little girls like Teresa does. And then Teresa says, well, my dad gave me everything I wanted and I turned out fine. She kind of, I mean, I'm not saying Teresa's a bad person, but she's definitely like a little irresponsible when it comes to money. So I don't think that was a glowing recommendation or glowing um, like review for like a good response, I should say, about what Jill Zarin wrote about. And also like these blogs, like last year I went on a deep dive and I found a lot of the ladies blogs. I found, I think most of the women from New Jersey's blogs are still up. I know Caroline's blogs were up and I've read every single one. 
and she gave a tip on how to keep your house clean and it was to keep like a thing of Clorox wipes in your bathroom and that way every time you use the bathroom you can just wipe it down with the Clorox wipes and I'm telling you I've tried to implement that and it does work so tip from Caroline again a weird time where the blogs were used to give advice on like how do you keep your bathroom clean <laughs> so they show Jacqueline and they, they're talking to her and it's her turn to be like on the hot seat I guess you would call it which it's really not a hot seat in this in this reunion at least not not so far and they say that she's the first housewife to have a baby um like to be pregnant and have a baby on the show which is so funny because now I feel like there's so many women who've had babies on the show and then they show like just a whole segment of Ashley shitting on Jacqueline and it's very hard to watch <laughs> and Jacqueline's crying because they also show like the footage of her talking to the doctor about her miscarriages and stuff and she's upset about that and at this point Jacqueline's crying and trying to answer Andy's questions and then Caroline's doing this weird thing where she's like petting Jack the top of Jacqueline's head and talking to Jacqueline trying to comfort her but it was very unnatural and I wonder if Jacqueline like hates Caroline and this is all just like an act for the show because she has to make her brother happy I don't know and Danielle asks like a pointed question she's like are you guys saying that I'm the reason because they go into how Jacqueline and like kind of had a falling out with Dina and Caroline and because of Danielle and Danielle says are you telling me that I'm the only reason why you all stop talking like I'm not going to take that on there was something else that was going on that that must have happened for you all to stop talking it could not have been just me and again I'm shocking myself I agree with Danielle I think that there's something else brewing underneath the surface there's history here between Dina and Jacqueline and and uh, Jack Jacqueline's like you're right like there was more stuff and then Dina gives her this death stare and Caroline looks at her too so Jacqueline's in the middle and they both turn and look at her and she's like no like there was other stuff happening and then Caroline's like I don't know about that this was very hot on the family Nef- nothing ever like this and Dina's like it's a surprise to me to hear that there was other things going on but Danielle's looking at Jacqueline like blink twice if you need help and again I'm on for the fr- again looking at this from this perspective, I'm kind of on Danielle's side. I think Jacqueline's kind of being silenced by these two women who are very strong and she's being put in a hard position. So it's just, it's just interesting to see it this way now where before I was always just like, I hate Danielle. (laughs) So now we go into how at the dance lesson, um, Joe used a gay slur against the dance instructor and Danielle's like crying. I don't know if it's real or not, but she says she was hurt because her best friend is gay. And Teresa's trying to explain it away, like, oh, we have all these gay friends, and like Joe loves gay people, and it wasn't with like malice that he said it. And it, you know, it was it was no big deal. And Caroline's like, my brother's gay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> my brother's gay, Jamie. And Joe's done nothing but to embrace him and love him. And I have I don't think there was any malice or real intent when he said that. So I don't think it was a big deal. Again, Caroline's taking over the conversation throughout the whole reunion in her very hot pink dress. And then Andy steps in. He goes, I know it's like not my place, but I'm just going to say it. I'm gay and I found it offensive. He goes, I don't think that Joe's homophobic, but I did find it offensive. And at that point, Teresa should have said, you know what? I'm sorry. And on behalf of Joe, I'm sorry because it wasn't right. And we're learning, right? Because especially back then, it was a learning experience. And I don't think like it was a different time. That's all I'm going to say. It was a different time. And all Teresa had to say, especially when Andy stepped in, was, you know what? You're right. We're learning. 
it was like a, a good way for us to learn this lesson. But then Teresa, I think she's just dumb. I don't think this was meant to be. That was my chair. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be like rude to Andy. I don't even think she realized what she was saying, but she said that they had a gay friend over when they were watching the episode and the gay friend was laughing hysterically and said, told Joe, if anyone found that offensive, they're stupid. And Andy kind of laughs it off. And he's like, well, I guess I'm stupid. And he's like, well, yeah, that guy knows Joe more than I do. And then Teresa doubles down. She goes, not really, <laughs> not really. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I don't know what to say now. So then we move on. And Andy says that people on the blog say that Caroline walks over Jacqueline and Jacqueline starts answering. <laughs> And then Caroline just starts talking over Jacqueline. It's like, you're making the point for them. You're making the point for them, Caroline. And then Andy says that there was a rumor about a punch thrown. And then Jacqueline and Caroline and Dina start laughing. And Jacqueline says, well, it was more of a slap. And Andy said, what happened? Like, tell me what happened. Okay, listen to this. I didn't, I don't remember this because I never had a baby. I didn't have a baby at this point when I watched it the first time or the fifth or the sixth time. But listen what this bitch Caroline said to Jacqueline. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. Because I, I almost like went through the screen and slapped Caroline myself. So when um, Jacqueline had CJ, she felt like when CJ was a baby postpartum, she felt that she was carrying the load 24-7 and taking care of CJ. And that Chris was able to kind of do whatever he wanted. So one day Jacqueline was like, listen, I need to get out of the house. I need to get out. So Jacqueline went to Starbucks, like big day out, big day out for mom, right? She went to, she just needed like one day. And she said, Chris, can you watch the baby? So she go. Jacqueline goes to Starbucks and she's drinking her coffee. And she's like, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to stay out. I'm going to stay out again. Normal, right? She needed a little break. However, Chris called Dina to come over and help babysit. I guess Caroline got involved somehow. I'm sure the two of them are talking shit about Jacqueline needing a break, even though they have children of their own and they should be able to understand that she needed a break, one day break. And then Caroline came over. So when Jacqueline came home from her quote break, where she like went to Starbucks and probably went to Home Goods and like sat in the parking lot crying probably over guilt, Caroline tells Jacqueline, what kind of mother leaves her baby with her with the, his father all day. I'm enraged. This is why I think that there's some very serious underlying like anger between all these women, understandably so. And I don't think that Danielle is the main reason why they got into a tiffs. I think that this was a catalyst. And Caroline does say it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I would never forgive Caroline after that. I would never forgive her. I would remember that always. And I wouldn't even like, like Jacqueline's a bigger person than I am. That is so messed up and out of place for Caroline to say that. Anyway, sit with that for a little bit. I'm going to take a little sip here. Okay, now Andy's talking about, and this is kind of where we end the reunion. Andy's talking about like how everyone calls New Jersey like the real Sopranos. And Therese, uh, Dina's responds with, you know, if you took Tamara, Jill Zarin, strong women, and you put them in New Jersey, everyone would say that they're like 
part of the mob too. It's because we're in New Jersey. That's the only reason. If you took a group of women in Ohio and put them together, Real Housewives of Ohio, which, I don't know, do we need that? I don't know, maybe not. Probably not. I would like, there's a few cities I would like, but I won't, I won't talk about that right now. But there's a few. Um, okay, I'll talk about it. I think that there should be a Real Housewives of like West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach, Florida. I think that there should be like a Real Housewives of West Palm Beach or, or Palm Beach, the island, as Tinsley says. <laughs> Remember when Luann would always be like, Palm Beach, Palm Beach. And then, <laughs> excuse me. Oh my God, I'm sorry. That's not even that funny, but Tinsley's like, remember that first season where Tinsley was on? I just rewatched it recently. And she was just like drinking vodka constantly because she couldn't cope with her life. I get it. And she was like, got drunk. I think she was at the um, Berkshire Berkshires. And she was like, Luann's always talking about just going to Palm Beach. She's going to West Palm Beach or whatever the difference is. And she was shitting on Luann with this little difference. And it was amazing. <laughs> anyway, we're last ways at West Palm Beach. I think like, um, what else? Like maybe a real housewives of Wyoming, like Jackson hole. I think that could be interesting because of those people. One time I went on Zillow cause like everyone else, I was like, I want to live on a farm and not live in the city anymore or live. Like I want to have my own animals and I want my own chickens with my eggs and I want to take care of cows. And meanwhile, guys, like I get terrified of bugs. Like if there's a freaking like grasshopper around, I'm like, no, ew, ew, kill it. I mean, I don't really want, I don't kill grasshoppers, but I get very creeped out by like things. Like if a chicken got sick, like if you ever watch Clarkson Farm and his like lambs got sick and it was so disturbing, I could not handle that. And meanwhile, I'm like, I'm going to live on a ranch in Wyoming. So I go on Zillow and I'm sure you guys do this too. And I put in like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I was like, hmm. I put like my budget, like, I don't know, 2 million. Why not? Right. <laughs> I have that kind of money. And I was like, wow, there's like nothing for sale. I was like, something must be wrong with Zillow. Like something must be wrong with it. I was like, let me go out a little bit. Let me put it up to 4 million. Um, nothing. <laughs> I think I had to go up to four and a half million to finally find property. And then I even went outside of Jackson hole and I went like to the neighboring towns and you can get like a shack for like $2.5 million. And I was like, forget it. I thought that Wyoming would maybe have some land that I could buy, but no, it's very expensive. So I want to see that kind of wealth. I don't know if anyone lives in Jackson Hole or if it's more of like a vacationing spot, but that would be kind of like a fun series. I don't know. Just spitballing here. Or like Aspen, never been there. Um, but forget like Salt Lake City where none of those women actually live. Let's get Wyoming. I don't know. Just an idea. Or Palm Beach. Okay, back to what we're talking about. So they're talking about the mafia connection. And um, what the hell did I write here? I dictated this. I said, mafia connection. Caroline says that her family's been peanut toaster to her and turned around saying that they have mob connections. What the hell's a peanut toaster? I don't know what she said. And I don't know what I said. Um, I swear I was just like, I was drinking seltzer. Like I, I'm not even, I wasn't even under the influence when I, when I said that into my speakerphone thing. Anyway, she says that she takes tremendous offense to this because her father-in-law was a victim of a horrific crime where he was murdered and no one like knew who did it. Okay, so she then goes into the story and I think allegedly she's deflecting a little bit and she goes into this huge story about how, how his family sacrificed so much and built this business. So at 23 years old, her husband became 
like woke up and found out that he was the head of the family. He was the man of the family. And they found out that they found her, her father-in-law's body on Caroline's 22nd birthday, which is so sad. She said that her husband was questioned by the police to see if he had any involvement, which is horrific. And then he left for hours and she's like, where did he go? And then he came back and he had a ring for Caroline and he asked if he, if, you know, she would marry him. And she said, yes, I would love to be your wife. And I'd be honored to be like your, your father's daughter-in-law. And she said that the ring was shaped like a birthday cake. And I wonder if it's like Patty Stanger's heart, but we'll never know because they were robbed like 15 years ago when this aired <laughs> and some loser stole it from her. She didn't have the German shepherds back then, I guess. So what happened to her father-in-law? Well, according to, this is thethings.com, um, but a year before that, uh, Caroline and Al tied the knot, Tiny Manzo, which was his nickname, even though he was 400 pounds, was brutally murdered. And according to many reports, Tiny was killed, quote, mob style, end quote, and stuffed into the trunk of a car. And again, at 400 pounds, Tiny barely fit in the trunk, making it hard for examiners to get the body out. Oof. It's been said that he was shot multiple times and found naked and bound. That sounds personal. And again, it's horrific. It's a horrific way to leave this earth. But Al, Caroline's husband, claims that they're not sure who killed their father, but reports indicate it was members of the Gambino crime family. So I don't know what happened. It's very sad, but it's very suspicious circumstances of how he was killed. Oh, this also says. Okay, never mind. All right, sorry guys, I'm getting like into this website. This could just be like a weird website that's just like gossip, but. Um, Oh, listen to this. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting too. Again, this is from thethings.com. It appears that Lauren Manzo's husband, now ex-husband Vinny, right? His name is, no, Vito, also has coincidental ties. So you know his his mom, Vito's mom and dad own that uh, deli that they went to, which looked amazing. But coincidentally, a year after marrying Lauren Manzo, a family member of Vito's, Matthew Genovese, was found dead in the Hope in Hoboken. With the last name Genovese, does this mean Vito has ties to the Genovese crime family too? Okay, never mind. I take that back. Scratch that. Strike it from the record. This seems like it's a little bit of a gossip website, but I have read other and other um, sources that that's how Fat Tiny Manzo was was found. Um, and according to this guy who wrote Mike Russell, who wrote this book, Undercover Cop: How I Brought Down the Real Life Sopranos, um, he describes the presence of Albert Tiny Manzo and the effect he had on the mob before he brought it down, before Russell brought down the mob and he, after arresting 50 members of the crime families. According to Russell, this was the real reason why Tiny Manzo was murdered. Quote, fat Tiny Manzo made the mistake of constantly needling top soldier Joe Zara, humiliating him. Zara had awaited, had waited a while for the heat to die down before clipping him back as a payback, end quote. Again, this is all alleged. It's interesting though. Anyway, so that was the end of the re reunion. These are kind of hard to recap because there's a lot going on and we already talked about 
the season in full, obviously, in my previous recaps. But they really didn't bring the heat too much, except for talking about Jacqueline and Dina's kind of falling out. And then at the end, talking about um, the alleged ties to the, you know, mafia, which again, that the things I talked about was from this website called thethings.com. Everything's alleged. Nothing's been proven in the court of law. So none of this is, I'm not saying it's true. It's just speculation. It's gossip. So the next, um, next episode is just part two of the reunion and they kind of preview it and Danielle's being asked by Andy. So you had a pretty serious cocaine problem. So I think the second part of the reunion heats up a little bit. There might be a little bit more gossip in the, uh, a little bit more heat, a little bit more excitement in the second reunion, second part of the reunion. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening. I'm sorry. It's been a long day at work and I just want to make sure I get this out uh, before Thursday. So you guys have a chance to listen to it. Um, again, it's a little hard to recap these reunions. I'm kind of figuring that out and learning how to do it. Um, so I'll recap the next reunion uh, next Thursday. Monday will be the reunion of the OC. And I appreciate you guys listening so much. If you like it, if you like the episode, please feel free to follow me on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. And please feel free to go give me a follow up on Instagram at watch what happened then. I post a lot about like, I, I'm trying to post more about old um, interviews that I'm finding again of like Lynn Curtin. Um, some of the early promotional photos are just so hysterical. I also repost a lot of other um, Bravo um, Instagrams and current events in Bravo because I still find it interesting. Um, yeah, so follow me there. Give me uh, five stars if you liked it, but nothing less, please. I hope you guys have a really great weekend. Hope you enjoy Friday. Thanks again for listening. I'm sorry this was all over the place. It's been a long day and um, the reunions, reunions are a little chaotic. All right, guys, I'll talk to you Monday. Bye.